The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Oddshark now to get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark. <laughs> listening to a UFC 232 preview with me, Billy, here on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Last time out with the UFC, we went 4-0 with our picks for the fight between Conor McGregor and Khabib Namegamadoff. And I'm back here flying solo to give you some more winners today. Going to cover all of the main card, but going to be mainly focusing on this John Jones versus Alexander Gustafsson fight. 
There is a hell of a lot of interest every time John Jones steps into an octagon, and there's seemingly even more interest whenever John Jones is out of the octagon, be it taking cocaine, arrests, car crashed, or just failing piss test after piss test. John Jones is a complete enigma, but is one of the biggest draws in UFC, along with one of the biggest talking points in UFC. He should be the greatest fighter of all time, but he's making the headlines for all of the wrong reasons. He returns on Saturday, but already there's controversy again because this fight has been moved out of Las Vegas. It is now It will now be taking place in Inglewood, California. And this has led to speculation that even though this fight will happen on Saturday, that it could turn out to be a no contest even after it's happened, much like the Daniel Cormier fight, depending on what happens when John Jones goes and stands in front of USADA to explain abnormalities in his most recent piss test. Although USADA are claiming that it's just traces of what was there in the first place. And now that he and now he is a clean athlete, they will allow him a license to fight. Nevada said no, they're not sure. California said yes. So they moved the entire fight to California and there will be no refunds or anything as far as I know to the thousands and thousands of people that have flown to Vegas. There will be refunds on the tickets, obviously, because there's not going to be an event there. And I'm not sure if the process allows those tickets to be used in the at the California show because this thing is a complete fucking mess because they only did it last week. So there are a bunch of people stuck in Vegas with tickets to a card that doesn't exist. It only exists in California. It won't be happening in Vegas. And they are there with their hotel rooms and have already taken flights to be there. So complete and utter mess on UFC's part. It's extremely difficult to know where you point the blame. Do you point at UFC? Do you point it at Nevada State Athletic Commission? Do you point at USADA? Or do you point it at the most regular culprit in these situations, John Jones? Looking at the press conference that occurred this week, Alexander Gufterson is putting the blame onto John Jones, blatantly calling him a cheat, which has led to even more headlines, which has resulted in there being even more interest in the fight. So this one should do big numbers for UFC. It won't be as big as Khabib and Connor, obviously, but this could potentially be the second biggest drawing pay-per-view for UFC of 2018. Let's have a listen to what these two had to say to each other at this press conference. I'm here to fight, that's it. I'm here to fight, nothing else, nothing less. Whatever this guy's saying, it's just bullshit. It's, it's just terrible, man. I mean, whatever this guy is saying, it's... You can't take it serious. You can't take it at all. He's just terrible. He's terrible. And he will eat it. He will eat it on Saturday night. I'm telling you. He will eat everything on Saturday night. Do you believe John Jones is a cheater? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Man, this guy is not confident. He's not, he has to put shit in his body to be confident. That's how he is. I think he shit I, in your body, John. I think this is so funny that the person who lost is is making an excuse of a microscopic chemical that that is instead of just saying John Jones's balls is way bigger than mine and that's why he beat me 
that's this this guy this give you business, huh? This guy This guy who has the smallest balls here. This guy this guy is I'm the not not having illegal shit in my body. This guy I say I have balls. You don't have balls, my friend. This guy has found you get illegal shit in your body. This guy has found a way to justify why he lost. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. We'll see on Saturday. We'll see on Saturday. It's hilarious. 48 million pieces, one piece of salt. And that is why I almost knocked him out in the fourth round. John, I mean, I mean, John. And the craziest, the craziest John. thing is that the we people have a fight coming up now on Saturday. Oh, you still have that peak of gravity in your body? Yes, I What's sure up? did. And that's why I beat you. That What's peak of what? I would love to give you one picogram back, one grain of salt back. No, and thank you. Myself, I'm flexible. I'm happy to fight, and I'm happy we have a fight. You know, it doesn't matter if it's on rocket fuel or whatever. I'm going to beat him anyway on Saturday night. There you go. You said the same thing. You say the same. You say the same shit every interview. I'm in the best shape of my and life. You are not, John. I'm in the best shape not. of my life. I'm in the best shape not. of my life. I'm ready. I'm in the best shape of my life. You say the same dry ass shit every fight. And you are not, Shut John. The up. And you are not. And you are not. You said the same shit before you got knocked out in front of your whole country. Shut the f up. start with a couple of questions to John. How come this is the third time we're actually taking focus from the fighters and the fights and talking about what you have in your body, whether whether it's a picogram or a pictogram? Why why have you tested now? Positive. Uh, next question, please. Thank you. Tell me, why are we still having this guy here instead of seeing a two-year suspension like Frank why, Mir? Why, why, why are we still? Why are we? Why are we still? What? What's the question? Hold on. Someone hold, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on. Just, hold on. Sit down. I'm sitting down. Well, I want to Thank take you. the mic from her. Better questions. Better I journalism. I don't, I don't understand what your question is. What, is there what, a what's the reason? Better journalism. Better journalism. You suck. Better journalism. Hold on. Hold on. So as you heard there, once again, another press conference dominated by controversy surrounding John Jones going into this fight. We're here to review the betting angles and aspects of the fight and to see who will actually progress as the winner of this fight. We're not going to focus on what happens next. That doesn't really matter to us because if we get the winner of this fight right, we'll get paid. And if we get the loser of this fight, then we're not going to get refunded based on some piss test anyway. So I personally think that John Jones is probably going to get away with this. USADA are pretty thorough just because he can't fight in Vegas because Vegas are being extra careful. I think once he goes there and explains and once there is a thorough process conducted, I think USADA will find out in good time that John Jones is probably a clean athlete going into this and whatever is in his system is just lingering there from last time. The question is, though, is that should there be anything lingering there from last time? Should John's, John's be going into this with a completely clean system? Would that be the fairest thing to say? And will it give Alexander Gustafsson another excuse? 
if he's to lose this fight. Going into this fight, the bookies think John Jones is a heavy favourite. He's two to five. Alexander Gustafsson is as big as nine to four. Looking at the rounds markets, John Jones in round one, six to one, round two, seven to one, 17 to two, round three, round four, 12 to one, and round five, 16 to one. He's two to one on points. Alexander Gustafsson is 20 to one in round one, 25 to one in round two, 28 to one in round three, 33 to one in round four, and 40 to one in round five. Alexander Gustafsson is nine to two on points. John Jones to win it in rounds one to five is five to four and two to one on points, as I said. And Gustafsson is 11 to two in rounds one to five and nine to two on points. Although I'm seeing as Gustafsson as big as 13 to two here to win this in rounds one to five. It's interesting that Alexander Gustafsson's so big on points, as I said there, 13-2, seeing as last time out, this was scored 3-2 in favour of John Jones, and at various times in the last fight, he was in a lot of trouble. It'll be very interesting to see what version of John Jones we get here, because John Jones is saying that last time he fought Alexander Gustafsson, that wasn't the best version of John Jones, and that this will be. However, Alexander Gustafsson saying without the rocket fuel in his body and the fact that John Jones has had some time out and this is his comeback fight and it's a difficult fight to come back to Alexander Gustafsson. This could present the perfect opportunity for Alexander Gustafsson to hand John Jones his first legitimate loss. If you research John Jones, you'll see that he has a one on his record, but that was a disqualification for hitting a downed opponent. He hasn't actually really lost in the opinion of most experts. So John Jones is technically going into this fight as an unbeaten fighter. What do I expect to happen? Well, the favorite thing to happen, according to the bookies, is that John Jones wins this in rounds one to five. I personally think that we may see a more conservative performance from John Jones. He doesn't want to be the end on the end of a, a knockout loss here from Alexander Gustafsson. That will set him way back. It'll also set the division back, to be honest with you, because although a lot of people do turn around and say they want this cheat out of the sport, they've already lost Brock Lesnar, Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey over the last five years. They really can't afford to lose John Jones. You can't headline UFC with Khabib Namagamado fights and and Daniel Cormier fights. They just don't break that million pound barrier. They probably don't even break the half million pound barrier unless they're fighting against a live opponent. And there isn't really any other opponents for Daniel Cormier other than these two, unless Brock Lesnar can come back. There isn't really any other opponents for anybody in any divisions. That's why they're desperate to to bring back GSP. Obviously, when I say there's no opponents, there's obviously hundreds of fighters and there's hundreds of combinations of fights, but there are only five to ten marquee fighters and there are only three top, top fighters that can draw big, big money uh, that are active at the moment. And they would be Brock Lesnar, who's semi-active because he is actually in the WWE, Conor McGregor, and John Jones. I think Ronda Rousey at this at this time is completely out of the question. She's doing a full-time WWE deal and her final loss was so brutal. I don't think we'll ever see her back in the octagon again. Uh, my prediction for this one is going to be for John Jones to win this one on points. Um, 
it'll be a pretty fitting end to 2019 if another Jackson wink fire lost inside the octagon and it absolutely could happen here. Alexander Gustafson does have the two tools to make life hell for John Jones. He's done that before. He's the more technically offensive fighter and he made the most of not having a massive reach disadvantage like other John Jones opponents. He was the only person that really countered that. He's done it better than Daniel Cormier. So there are a lot of plus points here for John Jones, but ultimately I can't believe that we're going to see, I can't believe that we're going to see John Jones lose this fight. Uh, I just can't envision that, that knockout happening. Not yet. Anyway, not at this stage of John Jones's career. I do think this could be the last run for him. I honestly do think that John Jones's career is more likely to end with some kind of ban or some kind of, ridiculous tragedy outside an octagon then it is going to end with a knockout because he just looks too fluid and unbeatable inside the octagon I just can't see anyone landing a glove on him it was surprised to see Alexander Gustafson even do that much damage to John Jones last time out but the bottom line is is that if Jones is willing willing to pressure Gustafson in this fight and can do effectively. Gustafson isn't comfortable fighting backwards. The question is if he's less comfortable reacting to getting hit since the rumble knockout. In my opinion, I believe that uh, John Jones will rely heavily on kicks to the body and try and sap Gustafson cardio and will probably pull away in the later rounds for a points victory. Something similar to what we saw when Jones tried to come back the time before against OSP, which was a tune-up fight for that second fight he had with Daniel Cormier. I think we could see something similar here. I think we could see John Jones easing his way back in and um, I'm going for a John Jones points victory available at 2-1 to one this Saturday against Alexander Gustafsson. In the semi-main event of this card, we see the women's match that everybody wants to see. It's the battle of the top two women in the UFC. I'm surprised that this wasn't held out for its own main event on a different card. It's Chris Cyborg versus Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes, conqueror of Ronda Rousey and Chris Cyborg, who has destroyed every single opponent that the UFC or anyone in MMA has put in front of her. Looking at what the experts have said for this fight, nobody has picked Amanda Nunes to win this one, which is interesting. Um, I think both fighters have eliminated stigmas that were tied to them, that no, that neither of them had anything in the gas tank. This is supposed to be a 25-minute fight. And I think against different opponents, both of them have alleviated those doubts. I think Chris Cyborg definitely got rid of those doubts when she had uh, no fading issues against Holly Holmes and Amanda Nunes proved herself last time out against Valentina Shevchenko. Actually, that wasn't her last fight. She's actually had another defense against uh, Raquel Pennington, but the fight between Ronda Rousey and Raquel Pennington, she fought Valentina Shevchenko and won a split decision, which was... Um, controversial at the time I do remember but the main thing is is that she did show that she had five rounds in her so that shouldn't be a problem getting to five rounds it's just going to be down to who wins the fight and how they win the fight 
For me, I have to agree with the experts, although I'm surprised that nobody on any website that I looked at when researching this went for Chris Cyborg. And it didn't go for any other method either. Nobody took Chris Cyborg via decision or anything like that. It was all TKOs. Some people thought that this might get to the latter rounds, as I do as well. I do think that this could get into the championship rounds. Amanda Nunes is no mug. This is the conqueror of Ronda Rousey. And she does have a speed advantage here on Cyborg that could shock Cyborg out the gate. This could be a key factor in the first five to seven minutes of this fight. But I don't know if she can actually hurt Cyborg and make her back off. In my opinion, I think Nunes may have some early success with the speed and getting Cyborg onto her back foot. But I don't think she'll be able to do this for multiple rounds. I don't think she can turn up the pace to match Cyborg's output, especially in the latter rounds. And I do think that Chris Cyborg takes Amanda Nunes out either in the third or fourth round here, or maybe it gets into the championship rounds. But I do think it might be a good bet to take this to go over one and a half rounds because... Looking at the betting prices at this on this, uh, it looks like the bookies are pretty much set for an early knockout. Uh, I'll cover the um, the outright prices first for this one. So, obviously, as we just said, the favourite to win the fight is Chris Cyborg, but it's only at two to five, so it's the same price as John Jones. So you could put Cyborg and um, John Jones into a parlay here to get a pretty decent return. Um, there's a special bet here for Cyborg to win in round two or three for 11 to four. I like that as well. Cyborg to win in round one, seven to two, round two, five to one, round three for eight to one, round four, 12 to one, and round five, 16 to one. She's 10 to three on points. Nunes is 12 to one in round one, 14 to one, round two, 20 to one, round three, 22 to one, round four, 28 to one, round five, and five to one on win, to win on points. Cyborg in rounds one to five is 10 to 11. I think that's definitely the way to go here. And Cyborg on points is 10 to three. Amanda Nunes in rounds one to five is seven to two and five to one on points. Cyborg versus knockout is exactly the same price as Cyborg in rounds one to five. So I don't know why you wouldn't bet on rounds one to five. She's not going to win by submission at 20 to one. Neither is Nunes, which is nine to one. Looking at the total rounds, as I said, going over the 1.5 rounds is available at four to seven. If you like this fight to go over two and a half rounds, you can get five to six. And if you think it's going to get halfway into round three, you can get six to five. If you think it's going to go the entire distance, you can get two to one. If you think this fight will last under 59.5 seconds, it's 11 to 1. I think the safest bet here is to take Cyborg to win via TKO or Cyborg to win in rounds 1 to 5 here at 10 to 11 minus 110. And I think it's a very good option if you wish to parlay the two main fights here. And if you parlay John Jones with Chris Cyborg, a £100 stake returns you just under even money, £196 back. So £100 on Jones and Cyborg outright to win, wins you £196. That is definitely the way I would go. 
I think we've uh, inadvertently given out a lock dog parlay on this show. We have Jones and Cyborg as a parlay. I think if we were locking up one of the two picks from the fight, we would take Cyborg in rounds one to five. And then, of course, we've got John Jones on points, which is available at two to one. But obviously, we're just doing this from two fights. So that's pro- that's not a proper lock dog parlay. I've just, I was just thought it was interested in that. That's what I've given out so far. There are, of course, other, sh- other fights on this card. Um, the main card, we'll see... Um, Carlos Condent fighting against Michael Chiesa. Uh, I expect Michael Chiesa to win that fight via submission. We also see Alil Latifi against Corey Anderson. I think somebody's going to get knocked out in this fight, and I do expect it to be Corey Anderson that gets knocked out. We also see Chad Mendes going up against Alex Volkanovsky. Um, I think Chad Mendes will probably grind out a decision here in this one. Looking at the prices for everything that I've just given out there for those for those fights that are on the main card, Michael Chiesa to beat Carlos Condent is eight to fifteen. Michael Chiesa to submit Carlos Condent is available at seven to four. Um, let's have a look at what else we have here. Um, the Chad Mendes fight, Mendes to win is at eight to thirteen. Mendes to win on points is a big price there. He's available at nine to four. And just going back to the one that I ended up missing out there, it's Latifi versus Corey Anderson. And I think Latifi will win this fight. He's available at four to six. Anderson is available at six to five. And Latifi to win in rounds one to three is five to four. And he's seven to four to win via a TKO stoppage knockout. Uh, Anderson, in contrast to that, is seven to one. I don't think that'll happen. I think Corey Anderson's route to victory here is to avoid getting knocked out and trying to outpoint Latifi for these three rounds and uh, winning a decision, which is available at two to one. So that concludes your UFC show here from me. If you want my official picks for this fight, head over to my website, lockbetting.com. It's also where I'll be putting out my official EPL picks, my NBA picks, and my official picks for the NFL tomorrow. Have a lot of picks going out for week 17. Over at the EPL show, I hinted at some of those picks. Uh, I spoke about what I definitely would be giving out and what I definitely wouldn't be giving out situationally. And obviously, situationally, I said that I would be taking teams that need to win. But I also said that I wouldn't be laying anything with double digits necessarily because I don't see any reason why teams will run up the scoreboard. So parlays will be in, teasers will be in, bets against teams with something to uh, with nothing to play for against teams with something to play for that will be all included there'll be some totals plays in there to, to get those plays make sure you head to lockbetting.com and of course the official UFC picks from this card that's it for me good luck with all of your bets as always and I hope you enjoy watching UFC 232 thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> 